So tonight, um, we have uh, a really big privilege to, um, to hear from Sierra, and, uh, but I get to introduce you first, okay? So, um, yeah, I, I've known Sierra for a very long time. In fact, Sierra's known me longer than she hasn't known me. Wouldn't you say that's very true? Yeah, because you're about this big when I first knew you. So it is so fun to watch someone not only um, grow up and mature, you know, just physically, but but with Sierra to watch what God has done in her life is astounding. Um, and she's going to share a little bit later about what she's doing in the way of um, submissions with YWAM and other things. I'll let you talk about that. But, but she is just outgoing for it. She is so in love with Jesus. She's an amazing worship leader, um, but mostly just so in love with Jesus. So I asked her if she would talk a little bit tonight specifically about intimacy with the Lord and also where that takes us, like the more intimate we get, where that just naturally leads us. But I'm so excited to um, be able to hear from Sierra Lott. Would you honor her with me? A short person. <laughs> yeah. Um, just want to wait on Holy Spirit before we get started. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in this place. Thank you so much for being in this place and that you're increasing even more and more in this place as as we just enter in into what you're telling us, God, what you're saying to us, Holy Spirit. We're so open to you. We welcome you into this place. We welcome you to increase in this place. Yes, God, may we be so open, God, that yeah, like no matter what I have planned, God, that you would be the one leading it, that you would be the one leading this time, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, so as Brent was saying, um, he asked me to teach on intimacy with Jesus, but intimacy from a transformative intimacy with him and how out of out of growing in deeper intimacy with him we like naturally want to bring change and naturally like want to see Jesus bring change to different places and that's really what he's done a lot in my life and so yeah I just want to share like a bit of what he's done in my life but also just some things that he's showing me about intimacy and and yeah ultimately like transforming nations and transforming cities and places and out of that place and so yeah because we can't do that without intimacy with Jesus without growing in deeper intimacy with him and so um 
Yeah, so as I was preparing this teaching, I was asking God, like, what is intimacy, you know? <laughs> I mean, we say this word all the time, but it changes things when we actually ask Jesus what it means. And so he brought me to the dictionary definition, and it's um, like close familiarity and, or friendship. It's a closeness and deeply knowing another person and feeling deeply known. And I thought that was awesome. Like, wow, this is in the dictionary? (laughs) This is amazing. And, yeah, and then he brought me to John 17 where where Jesus was praying to the Father, and he was praying that that we would be one as they are one and that we would be with uh, with him where he is. And so Jesus was showing me that he wants to be close to us. Like, that's the first thing is knowing that he wants intimacy with us. He wants to grow deeper in relationship with us. It's not just this thing that we have to do, but it's something that that Jesus really wants. And so he was just reminding me of that. And so I was like, okay, Jesus, like, what does that look like? Like, what do you want me to tell everyone? Like, what it looks like to cultivate intimacy with you and and so he was teaching me a lot about that as I was preparing. And, um, yeah, something that really stuck out to me is that intimacy with Jesus is something that you cultivate over time. It's not just something that happens in an instant, but it's, it's a continual journey with Jesus, which can be so hard, like, for me to grasp because I just want instant relationship with Jesus. But in a relationship, it you need to build relationship like in order to have relationship and build closeness with people. And so, um, yeah, that's something that Jesus was really talking to me about and also that it requires intentionality and vulnerability and requires us to be consistent in it. And so, like I said, Jesus wants to be close to us. He wants us to be close, but it requires us to, to be intentional in growing in intimacy with him. We can't just expect him to just like all of a sudden like, oh, wow, we have intimacy. But Jesus was just reminding me of the journey that it is. And yeah. So like within, like for instance, if you, like I have a really close friend um, back in Australia. Like Brent was saying, I'm a part of an organization called Youth with the Mission in Australia. And when I was like preparing this, I was I, I was just reminded of my friend Maddie and why I went to Woomba and like when I, the moment I met her, we were so like connected, <laughs> like we didn't really know each other, but we immediately like were able to relate on a couple different things and like surface level things that we were able to connect on and just laugh about and and relate to, but yeah, it was just like somebody that I had just met. It wasn't fully a friendship yet or a close relationship that I had. But then as we got to know each other, we we felt more open. We wanted to be vulnerable with one another, and, and we were committed to really getting to know each other and not just knowing what was on the surface and not just knowing, oh, what's your favorite color, <laughs> but actually like getting to know the things that we were challenged with, the things that we struggle with. and And so... God was just reminding me through this friendship that the closest friendships that I've had in my life are the ones that I'm able to really be open and vulnerable in because then we get to know each other and we get to challenge each other from that place. 
And so that's the same with Jesus. Like, we need to not only be intentional with him in order to grow in deeper intimacy, but also very vulnerable and open to him. We have to be open to him seeing our messiness and our brokenness in order for us to grow deeper with him. And like I said, Jesus, Jesus wants to see those things. He wants to see our messiness and our brokenness. He wants to see us in our weakness. But there's this thing in our mind that, that believes that he doesn't want to even be around us if we are broken and messy. And I know I've fallen into that so many times where I'm just, oh, like I just make so many bad decisions. I've made bad decisions in my life. And in those very moments, that's the time where I want to go away from God and be like, oh, no, you can't, you can't be around me. I'm too disgusting for you. But that's the moment where Jesus is like, no, actually, I want to invite you into my presence. I want to invite you into relationship with me, and I, I want to speak to you in that place. And so, um, yeah, so we really have to be completely just open in order to grow in deeper intimacy with him. And, yeah, like with the friendship that I was talking about, um, whenever I see this girl Maddie and, like, whenever there's something whenever there's something going on in my heart or, like, my heart is breaking for another person or something's, I'm just going through it or need to cry, I just, like, if I see other people, I'm like, oh, hey, and, and kind of, like, <laughs> just try to shut it off, which isn't really healthy, but sometimes I just, like, pass by people, and I just try not to cry, and like, hey, 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 don't see my brokenness, and then my friend Maddie comes into our room, and then when I see her face, I immediately start crying before I can explain what's going on in my heart, and yeah, it, I was just reminded of Jesus in that, like, like, when he walks in the room, <laughs> We can cry. We can just be messy before him. <laughs> yeah, I was just really reminded of, of him. And yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't hide away from him in that place. But like from that place of vulnerability, we actually acknowledge our need for him and acknowledge that we really need him in that place. Yeah. And it, that gives him space to, to really heal our hearts from things that are going on. Like, as I see my friend Maddie, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's this, all this mess in me, all this mess, and she just listens and just nods her head like, okay, okay, it's okay, <laughs> and just prays for me. And, and that's what Jesus does. He, he's like, okay, okay, I'm here, I'm here. And he's just with us in that. And that's where, where deep intimacy is really cultivated, where, yeah, and can you imagine if we're really intentional with that and go to him every single day and, like, even invite him into our day? It's not just those times where we set aside 30 minutes to, to grow in intimacy with him. It's throughout our day where Jesus is, like, continually speaking. And as we grow deeper and deeper, we hear him speak throughout our day more and more. And he wants to speak to us. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, something else Jesus was talking to me about is as we're vulnerable and open, he wants to challenge us as we grow in deeper intimacy with him. It's not just 
him saying these flowery things to us to make us feel better <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it's actually saying the challenging things that we don't want to hear. <laughs> like when we are messy and broken, like he does like have compassion on us and empathizes with us. But he's also he also tells us the hard things. Because how can we grow? How can we grow in relationship with him if if we're not open to a challenge? So yeah, that was kind of random, but I just felt the need to say that. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, so pretty much just like intimacy with him is just knowing that we're we're sons and daughters and knowing that it's okay to be a son and a daughter because the father the father loves us no matter who we are, but he also challenges us and also brings us into a deeper place. So that's that's really what growing in intimacy is with him. And yeah, another thing that that Jesus was bringing up was this scripture. It's John ten twenty four to twenty seven, and it says, "So the Jews gathered around him and said, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly.' Jesus answered them, "I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep." My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And so as we get to, to know Jesus more, as we get to know, know the Lord more, we, we know his character. We know his nature. We know that he is the shepherd. And, like, he wants to show us so many different parts of who he is. Like, we get to come to him, and he, he's, like, aware of us, but, but we wanna, I want to be, like, intimately aware of who he is. And so, yeah, as like, as you grow in deeper intimacy and, and talk to God and grow in relationship, you get to know a lot about him. You get to know so much about who he is. And yeah, this really stuck out to me because, because it starts out off saying, it starts off with talking about the Jews and how they just wanted to know, like, they were kind of pulling Jesus' leg. They were just wanting uh, the right response from Jesus or what they thought was the right response. They wanted to, him to say like who he actually is, but he actually wanted them to seek it out and actually, yeah, like search for it themselves to see who Jesus really was. But yeah, like it goes on after this, this scripture and it talks about how like they wanted to stone him after he said all of this. And that's because they they didn't want to grow close to Jesus. They didn't they didn't want to pursue intimacy with Jesus and actually get to know who he is. So they just decided to become offended rather than growing close to him. Rather than actually being challenged by what he said, they became offended, becoming the victim instead of being a son or a daughter coming from that place. And so that it was just so interesting when Jesus was telling me that because they didn't even recognize him because they they didn't even want to listen to him or spend time with him. And yeah, so that's that's something Jesus was really speaking to me about a lot. It just yeah, makes me think, man, Jesus, I want to know like who you are when you want to show me a certain part of your character and nature, like I want to know that. 
Um, but yeah, there's also, um, yeah, the net, and then, um, yeah, but verse 27 was sticking out to me, and it, and it says, the sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them, and they follow me. And Jesus was just showing me that, that listening to him leads to joyful obedience as we become more intimately aware of who's actually speaking to us. So the sheep are so aware that he is the shepherd, and a shepherd is good. Like, a shepherd doesn't mean harm for us. The shepherd loves us, and... As we get to know the shepherd and all the other, you know, characteristics of God and who he is, we begin to trust him and we begin to want to obey his voice. And yeah, what stuck out to me in this version is listening because it's not just hearing his voice, it's actually listening to it and wanting to obey him. And it's not, it's this obedience that's not, I have to obey you because you're a dictator, but no, you're the shepherd and I want to obey you and I trust I trust you and want to follow you. So yeah, as we grow as we grow in our relationship with Jesus, we get to know like more and more of who he is. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually challenged to seek him out and ask him who he is too and really get to know who he is. But Yeah, and so I wanted to to present this this question. Um, is there anything preventing you from going in deeper intimacy with the Lord? And if so, what is it? And if there isn't anything, like how can you grow in deeper intimacy? Because we're always growing in it. Um, but I wanted to present this question because... I know, like like I was saying before, it can be so hard to to grow in intimacy. There's stuff that we've gone through, stuff in our past that have brought a lot of pain towards how we see Jesus, and even just like our messiness right now. And we we might not even want to approach him because we think we're too messy or too broken. But but he wants to draw near to us. So yeah, so I'll give you guys some time like five minutes to really just sit with the Lord and ask him.
just thank you for showing us areas of our heart where we just need to be open to you. Yeah, Jesus, areas where we might not even recognize the blockage. I just ask that you would reveal those to us, Jesus. Yes, Father, that we would we would allow you to be our Father. That we would allow ourselves to be be children. Thank you for speaking to those places, Jesus. Amen. Hmm. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I chose I just to lighten it up a little bit. I chose these slides just because I thought they were pretty. I. <laughs> I was just looking and I'm like, I just, I like flowers and cactuses and whatever was up there before. It's funny because I'm, I'm not a photographer at all. I don't take photos. I just don't do it. So I just often just steal from other people. <laughs> I'm like, wow, other people really know how to capture beauty in such a, an amazing way. <laughs> so, so thank you, Jesus, for that. <laughs> yeah, so anyway... Um, yeah, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, and so as, like, Brent was saying, um, he was, never mind, just, Jesus, help me, okay, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna transition a little bit and talk about how intimacy with Jesus and just, growing in relationship with him, how, um, how, like, we, we see the need for change, and how, like, out of that place, we, we see, like, things that really need transformation, and gain his heart, so, yeah, it's more, I'm gonna, like, transition into intimacy, and gaining his heart, um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like, when we, like I was saying, like, when we intentionally spend time with him, and, are vulnerable with him, we, there's just a natural overflow of love that comes out of us, and we begin to, to see things, like, we, we spend time with him, and then, like, we go out and see these things in the world that, that used to seem okay, but then, but then now we see them through a new lens and see that, that things aren't right (laughs) sometimes in the world, because we know we know who God is and we know how he sees things and he we gain discernment and that's definitely something Jesus has taught me so much because I used to spend all this time with God and and I'd be like oh Jesus I love you and then I would go to school and I would be like oh I don't like anyone (laughs) that's not God's heart at all (laughs) that's not his heart (laughs) <laughs> it was just this weird thing where it was kind of it was funny because usually it's the, the other way around that people feel but like actually 
I <laughs> I was just like wanting to spend so much time with him because I knew that he was safe and I knew who he was, but I didn't really allow myself to see him in other places like outside of my time my half hour, two hours with him and didn't really invite him into in, invite him into like intimacy in my day to day. So it's been a journey of really allowing him to do that and of just like receiving healing from him too. Um, healing from like broken relationships and past stuff. Um, but that's God's heart. He wants us to love people. <laughs> that's yeah. Like the second commandment says like, love your neighbor as yourself. Like that's what, that's what God wants. Like love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Like that's, that's, the commandments and so God was just like teaching me that that actually is his heart and teaching me how how to see him and all this stuff that seems so hopeless and oppressed and yeah I've been reading um second chronicles lately well I've I read first kings to second chronicles and oh my goodness it's crazy it's really crazy and (laughs) um God was highlighting King Josiah to me, and yeah, it was, you just see, like, all this rebellion through so many years, and all of, all of these kings just doing so much wicked things, and so many evil things, and, and then kings who, who really did, like, who were pleasing to the Lord, but then they would refuse to get rid of an idol that God wanted them to get rid of, and but then we come to King Josiah, and um, yeah, my brother Josiah is back there actually. <laughs> he has a great name. Um, but yeah, so in Second Chronicles um, thirty four three, it says, um, "For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet a boy, he began to seek the God of David, his father." In the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the Asherim, and the carved and metal images. And so I was like, okay, God, why are you highlighting this to me? And I just saw that for the eighth year in his reign, yet, yeah, yet he was, he, wait, what? While he was yet a young boy, he began to seek the God of David, his father. And that's the God that so many kings failed to really seek. Yeah, that's the God that the other kings rejected. And then in the 12th year, he began to to bring all this change and purify the land and everything. And so I'm like, okay, God, like what happened within those four years? You know, what happened between the eighth year and the twelfth year. And he, in those four years, he was seeking the Lord. He was, he was really asking God. He was getting to know God and really getting to know his heart. And out of that place, he was able to purify the land. So it's so important to seek the Lord. <laughs> it's so important because then he gives the strategies on how to purify the land and how to actually to bring change because we gain his heart from that place. Yeah, and 
something else that stuck out to me um, in Second Kings. It was Second Kings twenty three fifteen. It says the king also tore down the altar at Bethel, the pagan shrine that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, I don't know, <laughs> had made when he had caused Israel to sin. He burned down the shrine and ground it to dust, and he burned the Asherah pole. And if you read First um, Kings, Second Kings, and also First and Second Chronicles, you see that this guy started so many things. Jeroboam he he was complete. He was a rebel, and he was he was saying things about God that were not true. <laughs> he was saying that he was saying that these idols were the things that brought. Israel out of Egypt and like completely twisting the truth and set up these golden calves and set up like all these idols for them to worship and saying this is the truth and he completely distorted what the truth was so Israel it it says over and over again the idols that he set up that caused Israel to sin so over and over again, Israel's sinning and sinning because these idols um, and because of other things because they chose to sin but but because of these idols that this guy set up, this guy who who did not love the Lord. <laughs> and it was just interesting because Josiah tore those those down. He he decided he's like I'm unafraid and I'm going to tear those idols down because I know it's causing Israel to sin. And from that place of seeking the Lord, he not only saw that there needed to be change, but he actually attacked the root the root issue of what was causing people to sin and causing people to turn away. Yeah, so God, God's been speaking to me just so much about justice, and and He always highlights this to me, like, like Sierra, when you when you seek relationship with me, when you seek me, you're not only going to to want to bring change, but you're wanting, you're going to want to tackle the root because you can't really see genuine change unless you actually hit the root of what's really going on. And so, yeah, so, yeah, it says it all there. <laughs> so, um, let me just calm down and gather my thoughts. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, just that revelation alone just it hits me so much. Like, God really wants to hit the root. And, yeah, so this, this last year, I've been a part of um, YWAM Toowoomba, which is in Australia, and I'm a part of an initiative called the Mercy Campaign. And what we do is we, we really tackle injustice and really fight for injustice and... Um, and we fight for we fight against inju- or not for injustice. We fight against injustice um, through, like, through talking to people who have experienced injustice and who have been oppressed. And so, some of the things that we do is we go. Um, there are a lot of refugees in Toowoomba, so we teach English to refugees who are coming in, or teach them English so that they can be interpreters, and. Yeah, just like teach them all these skills, and and then um, another thing that we do is we we teach young girls in schools about their value, beauty, and purpose, and that they have it because they don't know that. And a lot of these girls have gone through so much abuse and just 
yeah, domestic violence is really an issue in Australia, and um, it's really obvious and really sad. But um, yeah, so we and then we we went to Thailand to to work in the red light district and to just be with with the girls there and to go into the bars and just talk to them, <laughs> just have a conversation with them because they're not used to that. And um, so God has been teaching me a lot about what true justice looks like and how to really bring transformation. And first of all, he's like taught me, he's asked me like over and over again, what's your motivation for doing this? Is it to, to be a hero and to change the world? Or is it, is it out of a place of, of having my heart for this and, and really loving on people? And unfortunately, there have been times where I'm, I'm just like wanting to be a hero. And God's like, no, 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 you need to spend time with me. You need to, to be with me before you go out there. And yeah, so it's been challenging. It's it's really been a challenge. But um yeah, there is um this time in Thailand where I really um like anytime I go I've gone to Thailand, I've been able to go three times and anytime I've gone, my quiet times with the Lord are so crazy, like God is just speaking to me so much, like clearer than I've ever heard him before in my quiet times. And, and he's just like showing me how much he loves me. And I'm, I like try to be like, okay, I need to focus on like the, praying for the woman and stuff in this time. But he's like, no, I love you. And, and just showing me like, hey, I love you. And I want you to, to know that you're loved. And when I finally was like, okay, God, then oh my goodness, I was like, oh, everybody needs to know this love. It's <laughs> like, oh, wow. And so, um, it was really cool because I talked to my friends about it and they said that they experienced the same exact thing whenever they're out there too. And, and we were able to like relate on that. And so I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And then, um, when we would go do ministry, when we would go into the red light district, man, I was just like overflowing with love for these, these women. (laughs) Just God gave me his heart so much. And just out of that, that overflow of, of love and intimacy, I was able to love the women, and I was just thinking, my goodness, God loves, yeah, he loves me, but he loves these women so much that he would go, he would speak to us in our quiet time, that he would show us his love in our quiet time so that we can we can go out and see transformation and love on these women. And it, it can look like just talking to one of the women. It doesn't have to look like trying to rescue them or save them. It can look like just playing Jenga with them and just having a fun time with them. And, yeah, so, and something else that I really noticed um, from that is just whenever, every time I go, like, when I first went to Thailand, I, man, it was really hard to love on the guys. It was really difficult, I, to be honest. Like, it was difficult to love on them, and, and I, I just was immediately angry at them whenever I would see them. Like, it was really shocking at first. But, Every time I go, my heart grows softer and softer for them because they're broken. They're so broken and hurting, too. It's not just the women out there, but it's it's also the men, and it's a cycle. Like, if there wasn't any demand, there wouldn't be trafficking. And these men have so many... We've actually been able to talk to some of these guys, and and these guys are have just gone through horrible things in their lives. They've gone through terrible divorce and um yeah like they their kids won't talk to them anymore and so they go into the red light district or or like vets who've seen 
death they just don't want to feel anymore so then they go to the red light district and yeah it's like every time I go God is like peeling back the root and showing me like more and more of what the root really is instead of just trying to say like oh these girls need to be rescued but he's actually showing me what really needs to happen like we need to love on the guys too they need the father's love too everyone needs the love of Jesus and so it's, it was so hard to say that before, but it's so true. And, and that's like where it starts really is with the men. And, and it was really cool because um, a few months ago, or no, no, earlier last year, we, um, so we, di- we did like music in the red light district and then people would just come in and like customers from the the red light district would come in and listen to the music. And we got to talk to so many guys who were customers, like who were there for that reason. And we talked to this one German guy in particular, and he, yeah, he was really quiet at first and and wouldn't really talk to us. And I, I think he could feel what was going on and that we weren't there for other reasons. And so, um, it was interesting, but we kept asking him questions and talking to him because we just felt like the Holy Spirit say, talk to this guy. And um, yeah, as we talked to him, he opened up about his life and he he had so much shame, like so much shame in his life. And he had gone to the red light district before and, and felt like shame from that time. He didn't fully say it, but I, I, I knew it and I felt it. Um, so yeah, like we got to talk to him and and pray with him, and even just, like, get to know who he is, and when the night ended, he was like, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much. I would have done other things tonight, but my reason for coming to the red light district was for this moment, so thank you so much, and yeah, so yeah, praise God. Yeah, so he he didn't go out. Like, I, I don't believe he went out. Um, maybe he did, but he didn't, that night he didn't go out and, and try to be with one of the girls, which is so awesome. So God is like really tackling the root of injustice and tackling the root of things and like showing us where, like that's how we bring transformation is spending so much time, is just like being with Jesus and, and growing in, in vulnerability and relationship with him. And, yeah, out of that place, we, we want to see transformation. But he's also just giving a strategy on how to, to bring transformation. It's not just a surface-level thing. And, yeah, another, another way that he's been doing as, that is through intercession. And that's something that I've, oh, I'm growing in still. But um, there would be days where we would just take the day to intercede the whole entire day instead of, like, going out and being with the people. And I was like, okay, like, we're not in the front lines. What's going on? <laughs> like, we should be out there loving people. But, yeah, Jesus um, was teaching me a lot about that and really breaking down my pride with that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, uh, from these times of intercession, we would we would ask God, like, okay, instead of, like, I, I noticed from the beginning when we started interceding, I would ask, like, I would just say all these things instead of just, like, ask God, like, what he wants to do within cities or what he wants to do within the communities that we're around and that we, we talk to. And so it turned from, like, this place just rambling on and on and, and, and turned into, like, okay, God, like, 
what do you want to do? And, and he gave us strategies on how to love people, which is so cool. Like he gave us so many strategies and that's, that's what he wants to do is tackle, tackle the root of things instead of just the surface. And that's, that's really what King Josiah did. He didn't see the surface like the other kings did, but actually tackled the root. And yeah, God was just presenting this kind of rhetorical question to me, but he, he said, how can true justice and transformation be brought if you do not know the originator of justice? If you don't cultivate intimacy with him and gain his heart, you will see counterfeit change. So, yeah, Jesus just wants us to be with him. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see real change if we actually take the time to, to just be with him. Yeah. So I just want to I want to pray for all of you. And yeah, and see what God does. Hmm. Hmm. God, thank you so much that you want to be so close to us. Thank you Jesus that you want to draw near to us. That you're not a God that run away that runs away from what we're going through that runs away from our circumstances, but you you put yourself right in the middle of it, Jesus. Yeah, you want us to come to you, Jesus. You want us to grow in deeper relationship with you, to really get to know you, God. And you want to get to know us more. You want to be intimately aware of, of who we are, Jesus, and we want to be intimately aware of who you are to Jesus. God, so I just ask that from this place we would really pursue intimacy with you. That we would recognize that we don't have to run away from you. But that being with you brings true change. It brings true transformation. And God, there are so many areas in our hearts, Jesus. There, there are so many things that we're so passionate about, so many things that we see aren't right, that don't align with your heart, that don't align with your perspective in your lenses, Jesus. But God, we want to be open to what you see in the world and how, how you want to bring transformation, Jesus, out of that place of knowing you, Jesus, out of that place of growing in intimacy with you, God. We want to see change. We want to see transformation. We want to obey you because it's so joyful, Jesus. It's such a, it's such a privilege and a joy to obey you and to go. God, even when we don't understand, even when we don't understand what we're doing, God, you understand the full picture, God. You know what's going on. So God, we, we just, we open ourselves to you, God, and we, we open ourselves to, to who you are, God, and your heart, your heart for things. And we don't want to just see what's going on on the surface, Jesus, but we want to see through spiritual lenses the things that, the root that we need to tackle. We don't, we don't want to be motivated by being the hero. We want to be motivated by love. 
So Jesus, just, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. May we come out of this place encouraged to, to to just be with you but to also act and to, to also do something. <laughs> to not just, just stay within the four corners of the church and just be happy in this, in this place, <laughs> but to actually want to go out there because we love you so much and we want to see other people know your love too, Jesus. So um, I have another question for you guys, to pose to you guys, and instead of just processing it on your own with the Lord, um, I'd like if you got into pairs, or either like two or three people in a group, and like we talked about seeing change and transformation, and so um, God was just proposed this question, where do you want to see transformation in your own heart and in the world? And yeah, so if you can get into pairs or into threes, feel free to do that. Okay, I love that uh, there's so many uh, deeply engaging conversations going on. Um, Todd, would you do me a favor and play some? Uh, I want to just, I'm going to bring this to a close in in just a moment, and if you want to keep talking, please, by all means, carry on with your conversation and pray for each other, whatever you'd like to do. I just uh, want to thank you, Sierra, for your for just bringing us goodness and the truth of Jesus through a changed life. And um, yeah, just so appreciated your vulnerability with us. Thank you. If any of you want to support Sierra, um, she is a missionary, and in fact, this church supports her as a missionary. By the way, so some of your giving goes to Sierra, but if you would also individually like to support her, she has a a letter in the back table right by the offering if you just want to pick it up and see how you could support her. Um, So how I just wanted to close this tonight is um, um, we talked a lot about justice and about, for me, a really simple definition of justice is making wrong things right. Making wrong things right. But as Sierra brilliantly, as Jesus brilliantly through Sierra told us, you know, how can we know really what's right and wrong apart from Jesus? Because um, we can't, we, we see the surfacey things and he wants to go to the heart, everybody's heart. And so that's why we need that intimacy. And that gets back to the original question we asked, which is what keeps us away from intimacy? Um, and and uh, Sierra brought up about King Josiah going to the root and clearly he was a, sh- a shadow, a foreshadow of Jesus going to the root. 
um, for all time for us. And so the very things that seem so insurmountable to us are not at all to him. In fact, they're not only not insurmountable, but he's already dealt with them. It's just that we haven't walked into the fullness of our freedom yet. And and so I'm sharing that because um, tonight, you know, things like things that he's already dealt with, things like shame, you know, cycles of shame that all of us have experienced. Um, hiddenness, you know, just trying to, that's what shame does. Uh, distractions, self-preservation, you know, nobody else can take care of myself. I'm going to take care of me at all costs. And we've all done that. Um, pain, just tremendous pain. So there's a lot of, I mean, I'm just naming a few things, but, but I wanted to give you an opportunity um, tonight to come forward um, and and I want to explain what we were, what we'd be doing is, is um, this would be like an act of repentance. And sometimes we think of repentance as "I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." That's actually not a very good definition of repentance. Repentance is choosing to walk away from something that isn't true and walking back to what is true. That's what repentance is. And of course, the truth is Jesus. And so, if you're, if tonight. You know, if this just hits you like, man, I want intimacy, but there's just some things that are robbing, distracting, you know, shame, things stealing from me. I'm just asking you tonight, if you would come forward, we're going to have Todd and Sierra might even join him. I'm not sure. He may sing some things over you. I'm going to ask leaders to come up in a little bit and pray over you. But mostly this is just you and Jesus time. Like, um, what re- to me, what repentance is, like nobody's going to put a microphone up here and ask you why you're up here different people would be up here for a lot of different reasons but just man i'm missing intimacy i want that intimacy back jesus as he's shown you like what what are some of the things that you just want to walk away from so that you can walk into him and see his eyes come up come up for that or if you're saying man i i want to be in that intimacy i want to see justice and i've kind of lost that heart i've just gotten wrapped up in a lot of other things so if any of that is true for you, and I know if you're parents, you might have to stay back with your kids that are coming in now. But if you would just um, come up now, right now, just come on up and begin. I'm going to pray over you as well. But this is the time of saying, I'm le- I, Jesus, thank you for showing me things. I want to leave it behind. And I want to walk into the truth with you. feeling right now the deep pleasure of God that his kids are saying yes to him that's that's really all repentance is it's saying yes to him it's just saying no to things that where we got confused no to the things that are distracting us and yes to Jesus and so as you're coming up I, I want I want to encourage you right now just to begin begin to um, express you know, you can do it through a whisper, but just begin to express your heart to Jesus about, you know, thank him for what he's shown you and, and, and express your desire to leave behind whatever it is that you came here to leave behind so that you can embrace fully the one who is right here to, to walk with you. The one who's not afraid of your messes, of our messes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
And Lord, I remember, I know many, many times in my life, I I came forward for things like this. And I remember moments of of, uh, real transformation uh, because it was a desire of my heart and I expressed that desire. So I thank you, God, for for each child of yours here up front who's saying, Lord, I, I want something different. I want, Jesus, I want to invite you to change, to go to the root of why I've done things, of the pain, of the shame, of whatever it is, the distractions. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you that these times are real. I'm so feeling your presence, um, your presence, the presence of angels that are here to minister. And I encourage you, those of you who are up here too, again, you can say it in a soft voice, but I just encourage you to to say, I, I repent. I, I turn away from the things that are not serving me, the things that I have replaced you with, Jesus. I, I want to turn, I, I choose to turn away from those things. And I choose to turn back to you, Jesus. I choose to turn back to those eyes of love, those eyes that that want me, that want the best for me. And it's my choice, Jesus, to walk with you. It's my choice out of loving obedience to listen to you and to agree that you are for me, that anything you would ask of me is always because it's for my good. Just wait for a moment. This Holy Spirit might have you pray something. And Todd and Sierra, if you have a song you want to sing over people, that'd be great too. And I just want to encourage some of our leaders um, and prayer teams, if you want to just begin to slowly make your way. We're not going to ask people. We're just going to pray as led by the Holy Spirit. We're not going to talk to, you know, asking them what they want prayer for. We're just going to agree with what Holy Spirit is doing. Just come alongside and agree.